0: Let us pray. Precious Heavenly Father, we thank you this morning. Daddy, we bless your name, Lord, for you are faithful. Thank you for watching over us. Thank you for keeping us. Thank you because you who saved us. We are trusting that everything we need to live this life and be devoted to you, you have made available. And daily, Lord, we trust and thank you for opening up our eyes to show us all that you are to us, all that you have done and all that we are and that all that we can do. Father, thank you, Lord, we honor you. And there's no doubt in our heart that as we continue on this journey, our life will continue to reflect your glory. That in this life, when men see us, they will see you when they hear us that we hear you that when we speak our voice will be the same as when Jesus looked at the stormy sea and said peace be still and there was a great calm thank you precious father we have the body you have the spirit and thank you heavenly father for having given us the fullness of your spirit to walk this earth in your name thank you lord we Bless you. And this morning, Lord, we have come to eat of your table. And thank you, Heavenly Father, for feeding us consistently with the truth that changes, with the truth that transforms, with the truth that takes us from where we are to where we need to be, the truth that breaks every bondage, the truth that restores hope and gives us confidence and brings us to a place of peace and brings us to a place of our completeness in you. What a privilege we have to receive and to tell of this truth. We give you all the praise and all the glory this morning. Thank you, precious Lord. For in Jesus' wonderful name we have prayed and my brothers and sisters to this morning, join me to echo a loud amen and amen and amen. And good morning to you, My beloved brothers and sisters, of course, it's your brother, Pastor Chido Jacob, here this morning that we may share of our daily fellowship with the world. Beloved, I hope you get to this place. I hope your eyes will open to see the joy and the peace that floods your heart. When you become that son who speaks of your father confidently, who points men to Christ, I had a time of one-on-one fellowship with a teenager yesterday. And I was trying to help the fellow understand the difference between what we say and what everyone is saying out there. What is the difference? We are pointing men back to Christ while they point them away from Christ. And if we are truthful, we know that the solution I need for all things The final answer I need for every question, everything that I'm hustling and striving to get, Christ is. So where should we point men to? I ask you again, where should we point men to? Should we point them to their peace or should we point them away from their peace? Should you point men to find God or should you point them away from God? So when you hear people say something like, oh yeah, it is true that you are saved. It is true that you have Christ, but you know, there are certain covenants or some certain things uh, that your parents or your father has done that you need to restore. That fellow has no faith in Christ. That fellow has no faith in Christ And just as they have no faith in Christ, they are trying to point you away from your faith in Christ. And I was asking the young lad, if Christ dying on the cross is not good enough to solve your problem, I wonder whatever you're going to do. Don't forget, whatever you are trying to do, men were doing it before Christ came. Men prayed, men read the scriptures, men did all these things, but None of that solved their problem until Christ came. Men have refused to see Christ as their final answer. That is why things remain the way they are. We get extremely religious, but nothing seems to show for it. Because it's not in being religious, no. It's how much of Christ that we've come to believe. For example, what I was saying yesterday. Men have refused to believe that they are God's temple. Even though the scripture says that over and over and over again. Even though in many songs we sing that we are God's temple. But we have not yet believed the truth that we are God's temple. Rather, we believe that a house is where God stays. How do I know? Think about it. Most believers have more reference to a building. Like I was mentioning yesterday with the example of the carp. So, when they come into a building where they think that, oh, this is the house of God, they behave differently. They remove their cap to honor God. So, they have more honor, more reference for a building. But, they have less reference for their bodies. And that's why they live their lives anyhow. They come to church, they remove their cap. After service, they put back their cap and they start to live their lives anyhow. If we have even the same amount of reference we have for buildings, for our bodies, which are the true temples of God. If we have such reverence, maybe the way we treat our body, the way we honor our body, we differ. Friends, please, let me remind you this morning, you and I have a responsibility. And the fullness of my joy comes any day, any time I have the opportunity to preach light to people, which is Christ, to preach life to them which is Christ to show them the way to show them the final answer to every question and the ultimate solution to every problem friends Christ is our message I don't know about you the time has come maybe you've been receiving and listening trust God to show you what to do with this message that you two begin to share the same message around you if you love somebody you point them to their final answer Christ If if you're interested in a community, you arrange to have Christ preach to them. Make sure it's Christ that is preached to them. You know that Christ is the solution we need. So what are you waiting for? beloved? We've got the answer. So we've got to tell them. Don't forget, ours is to preach. It's the Holy Ghost that will convince. It's the power of God that will heed them. It's the power of God that will do the signs and wonders. It's not me and you. No, ours is to preach and let God walk. Praise God. And so this morning, beloved, may Christ be the message on your lips. We preach men out of tradition. We preach them out of culture. We preach them out of religion to embrace this living relationship with Christ. Don't forget what I've been saying. As we progress, the only thing that will stand is Christ in the heart of men. They will need something real, they will need a relationship that's tangible. The story of a God who lives in heaven will no longer hold. No, they need to see that God alive in them, living in them. Praise God. Don't forget beloved, when we preach Christ into a home, we preach peace into that home. Beloved, don't forget when we preach Christ into a man, we preach that man to his purpose. We have preached that man to his destiny. We have preached that man into the plan of God for his life, friend. He's our message. We got to go out there and preach him. Friend, what the world needs is our message. So we have to preach him. This morning, let me share with you that this message is on two levels. We have two levels of messages that we'll preach. The first one is to the world. We preach to them to turn back to God. And let's read this morning. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 17. I hope I can take it to 21. 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Verses 17 to 21, so that our mandate is clear, so that you know what God has entrusted into our hands. Praise God. I begin to read from verse 17. Of course, the TPT. He reads, now, if anyone is enfolded into Christ, he has become an entirely new person. All that is related to the old order has vanished. Behold. Everything is fresh and new. So, our message is supposed to bring men to a newness of life. Oh, what a glorious joy this is when a dead man comes back to life. Praise God. And then verse 18 continues. And God has made all things new and reconciled us. That is you and I. He has made all things new and reconciled us to himself. Now watch this. And given us the ministry of reconciling others to God. So God has reconciled you and I. When I told you that every one of us, we are all called, it was not a joke. Now this confirms that if you have been reconciled to God, then he has also given you the ministry of reconciling others to God. Beloved, before I continue, let me share this with you here. First thing you need to understand is that the first challenge we have is the way we think about ministry. And a lot of repentance has to come in those areas. We think about ministry in a particular way. It must be done in this way. It has to be done in this way. No, no, beloved. Let God walk with you and come up with something that is unique, something that flows. Something that reaches far beyond. It must not be the traditional way, friend. Remember, what is most important is that we present Christ to men. We point men to Christ. However we do it in whatever format. In fact, what works better is any way that makes it convenient for people to receive this message. Whatever will make you create an opportunity for you to be able to present Christ to people. That's what we do. Praise God whether it is done on a Sunday, on a Monday or Tuesday, whether it is done in a house, in a field, whether it is done in English or any other local dialect, whether it is done via social media, however it is done, what is most important, beloved, is that Christ is presented to the people. Now, he has reconciled you and I. And because he has reconciled us, he has given you and I the ministry of reconciling others to God. Praise God. In other words verse 19 says it was through the anointed one that God was shepherding the world not even keeping records of their transgression and he has entrusted to us that is you and I the ministry of opening the door of reconciliation to God. What verse 19 is saying that God was in Christ reconciling men back to himself, not counting their sins, not counting their transgressions, not counting their weaknesses. No, he knows their weaknesses, but he was in Christ reconciling them back to himself. How did he do that? Because Christ has sorted out their sins. Christ has paid for the sins of the world. We just got to go out there and boldly look at them and call them forgiving and plead with them to accept this gift of forgiveness. Praise God. Now watch this. Verse number 20 says, We are ambassadors of the anointed one who carry the message of Christ to the world. Beloved, you and I are now ambassadors of Christ. And what do we carry? The Bible is clear. It's not the message of religion. It's not any other message. No, what we carry to the world is the message of Christ. Beloved, this is not too hard to understand. Because if you look at what is going on in our world today, you look at the life of everyone, you will see that the missing link is Christ. Everyone is looking for him. Everyone is trying, is searching for him. We just have to understand their needs and be able to present Christ as that solution they are looking for. Now, are we making stuff up? No, but you know that Christ is the answer to every question, he is not just the answer, like we pointed out yesterday, he is the final answer. Beloved, please understand what the scripture says. You and I have been called. As ambassadors. It's not Pastor Chidi alone who is called. No, you too, you are called. If you have been reconciled, you have also received the ministry of reconciliation. Now, must you preach like I do? No, and that's what I was trying to say. We have to find diverse ways, many ways to make sure that the truth about Christ is preached to the world, to point them consistently to Christ. Watch this. The Bible says we are ambassadors of the anointed one who carried the message of Christ to the world, watch this, as though God were tenderly pleading with them directly through our lips, God is using our lips to plead with them, so we tenderly plead with you on Christ's behalf, turn back to God and be reconciled. To him now, this is our message to the world. We go out there, no matter what they look like, no matter how religious they are, no matter their level of spirituality, no matter whatever thing they do, no matter what they look like, poor, rich, tall, short, fair, black, Indian, African, everyone doesn't matter. Muslim doesn't matter what they are and what they look like. We just have to face on. think what they have told us ministry is and how it should be beloved don't forget the most important thing here is to consistently get the message of christ to people don't forget they are looking for him they just don't know that that's what they're looking for for example you saw apostle paul went to a city as he walked around he observed all kinds of temples And so he began to speak to them. He said, look, perceive that you guys are deeply religious, only that you're worshiping a God that you don't know. He said, for even as I walk across the city, I notice a temple that you dedicated to the unknown God. He said, that unknown God is the one that I speak to you about. You know what he did? He looked at their environment. He saw what they are looking for. So, beloved, what everyone is looking for is Christ. And so we got to find a way. So we got to find a way. Whether you want to minister to women only, whether you want to minister to young boys only, young girls only, it doesn't matter in your home, in your community. It doesn't matter, friends. We first must unthink ministry so that we can blow across, so that we can remove the limitations that has been put on us. Whether you read and translate to somebody else, whether you listen and translate to somebody else, Or whether you are more comfortable now dedicately sending the message across. All of us must find ways to get this message across to the people. Praise God. Amen and amen. And then in conclusion to this verse of scripture this morning. Why do we do this? Why do we preach Christ to them? What is the credibility of the message? The answer is in verse 21. It says "For That is because God made the one who did not know sin To become sin for us so that we might become the righteousness of god through our union with him praise god that is what has been done and so our message is not a message of sin it's not a message of condemnation it's not a message rooted in culture it's not a message rooted in tradition no our message is christ to point them clearly that christ is their final answer praise god Amount of time, so tomorrow I'll be sharing the second level of our message. Beloved, let me tell you what is real. For example, yesterday's service in church was a different service because there was a family thanksgiving. And so we had people come from everywhere, different levels of faith, different denomination, people from out of state. Now watch this. But when Christ is preached, every man knows is the truth. You can look and know that they are making connection with the message. When Christ is preached, regardless of that man's background, regardless of that man's spirituality, regardless of that man, whether that man is young or old, whether that man is poor or rich, they connect to the message because their heart has been seeking for something. Oga, okay, who does not want peace in this world? Isn't that what everybody is laboring? Isn't that what everybody is fighting for? Who does not want peace? If we preach Christ to them, not as a tradition, not as a culture, but as the peace that they're looking for, as that tranquility that they're looking for, as the final answer to whatever question they have in their life. It does not matter. Everybody responds to the message of Christ when the simplicity is presented to them. Beloved, don't forget. Let me remind you what the difference is. And that's what I was trying to remind this young fellow yesterday. The difference is this. They point men away from Christ. Indirectly they say Christ, the death of Christ is not enough. The forgiveness of sin that that Christ offers is not enough. You've got to make it happen. They say you have to struggle to make heaven. No, we point men back to Christ. No man has faith in Christ who doesn't come to life. No man has faith in Christ because we know who we talk about. We have felt and experienced it. We know who we speak about. No man has faith in Christ that does not come to completeness in his life. So, if completeness is missing in your own life this morning, I ask you, brother, I ask you, sister, have you believed the message that you've been receiving? Have you put your faith in what you hear? If you have not, don't worry. Keep listening. The Spirit of God will work it out for you that your eyes will open, that you let go all of those traditions, all of those rituals and simplify to stand in Christ. Remember the scripture we read yesterday, God spoke audibly from heaven to the ears of men, where men had him audibly. And he said to them, listen, he said to them, this is my beloved son, listen to him listen to him. Elijah retired, Moses retired, removed completely from the sin. God removed them and say, listen to him. Because the message that comes from Christ is how we see him. That's where, like we've been sharing last week, it is in him that we know God. It is in him that we see who we really are. And it is in him that we see what kind of relationship we have with the Father. And you know, like we share, the more we see him, the more we see. Wait a minute, this is actually us. And every rapport he had with the Father, we have. And everything he said of himself and the Father is also true of you and I. Beloved, let me finally round off here by reminding you, if you have been reconciled to God, it also means that you have received a ministry of reconciliation. Unthink what ministry looks like and let the Spirit of God guide you to find ways and means to present Christ to your loved ones, to your community, to your country, to where you are and to use everything around you as a platform to present this message of hope and reconciliation. Don't forget you and I have received a ministry of reconciliation to bring men and point them back to Christ. Are you good enough? Yes you are. Can you do it? Yes you are. Do you have all it takes? Yes you are. And don't forget I'm always here as your brother any role i can play any way i can help you any way i can guide you whatever i can do to support you that we take this partnership to the next level to make sure that christ is preached across everywhere we find ourselves don't forget i'm here and by the grace of god if we don't have what we're looking for we trust him to make available but don't forget you have received a ministry of reconciliation i will stop here And come back to you again tomorrow as we dig more on this. Remember, we are still talking about the manifestation of the sons of God. We have seen the message Jesus preached. And we are also going to look closer at that more. Also to look at the message the apostles preached. So that we know what we ought to preach. But I tell you this morning, what we have here is what we ought to preach. Please enjoy your day. And remember... To walk in this week in the fullness of who you are. As everything that was true with Jesus of Nazareth, don't forget, is also true with you. So conquer, win, and may the name of our Father be glorified through your life in the name of Jesus. Don't forget, this morning you have been served. Shalom.